0: This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. And also heaps of gross cannibal descriptions this episode. Just be warned.
1: My name's Peach. And for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. Coming out swinging is an overrated strategy, right? Because if you come out swinging, it looks like you're just trying to, you know, get a foothold and get things really started. And genuinely, anyone who comes out swinging gets an immediate advantage that almost always recedes back. So if someone comes out swinging using the boxing metaphor, you're like, oh, wow, first five or ten seconds, this person's doing amazing. (laughs) And then (laughs) after the passage of five or ten seconds... Um, things, things tend to even out. So I don't want to come out swinging too heavily this episode except to say Spooko Studios might be back in effect and I'll get to that in a moment. We are in an age of creativity, Shag. I think you would agree there are uh, so many venues for people to share their creativity these days beyond you know writing your novel or whatever was available a few generations ago. Uh, some people use Pinterest. Some people host rooms on Clubhouse. Some people make vines, whatever it is. My favorite publishing space is um, Shag's uh, message inbox. And so a lot of my creativity gets, gets poured into messages I send to Shag. And looking back at my sent messages, uh, which is basically all our message exchange is, you know, is, is a bit of a funhouse of like, oh, yeah, I remember when I sent that. And, and it's retreading things that have interested me in the past. And, you know, it's also engaging with ideas that are set to interest me in future. And there were some recent publications made in your inbox, Shag, that I thought thought we might work through today.
0: I'm really excited about this uh, for two reasons. Mm. First of all, what you just said is such an interesting point about, you know, technology and media in general. It's like you can create something like messaging, Mm. which is the idea was it was to be able to send short text messages between people. But what you've come to use it as is a really great notes app. So if you're if you're not happy with your notes app and you're looking for a good one, just text me because generally generally I don't text back that often. I try I don't need to. It doesn't mean I haven't read them and I haven't looked at it. So it's a notes app where you know someone's had eyes on your notes, but you don't really get heaps of feedback. So it's kind of it's the perfect notes app, I reckon.
1: It is. It is. There's a degree of accountability to it as well. I'm like, mm, I just want Shag to know that I'm thinking about. <laughs> that I'm thinking about him. <laughs> but it's good fun. It's um. And so, look, Shag. Wouldn't it be fun to work through some of those some of those recent texts you know that you may or may not have? Read? I'm
0: really interested in it because it's changed the film we're going to do today. Because because what's happened is we record the same time every week. I usually get ready. Mm. You know, we record on a Friday afternoon. I get ready Mm. in the morning, thinking about like during the week I think about it, but Friday morning I get serious to be like, okay, what's the film we're going to do? I'm going to research. I had one prepared. Then about sort of 11 a.m. I start getting this string string of text messages, which is very interesting. And you're
1: like, yes. A string of texts from me. <laughs> Finally.
0: <laughs> but but it, it had led me to a film that I've actually been thinking about doing for a little while. And there's been a couple of times when I almost did it, but then I did another film. And so it made me realise today's the perfect time to do it on the back of what we're going to talk about. So, Peach, tell me, where is the inspiration for what you started messaging me about today. Where did that come from?
1: I've taken one day annual leave today. Um, as Shag and I were talking about just before, I've been working till about 1am, 1 1.30 most of my work nights because we're like running a homeschool at home and things are sharp. We're super grateful to have jobs and I'm super grateful that people want to do work with me, but there's just a question of my capacity to do it. So I took today's annual leave, which means I've only done a couple of hours work. <laughs> <laughs> But while I'm like I cook a lot and that's often my like meditative thing and so I was doing that this morning and I was like yeah episode 100 we were talking about cannibalism and we never quite got there and so I just started to try to click through the practicalities to say if I'm going to assert cannibalism has not been done in a film quote quote properly then I think you know the response is all right then champ champ being my favourite um uh confrontational nickname that I use a lot these days it's like yeah, alright champ is that that's um, to you
0: right you're you're no, confronting you
1: it's to my hypothetical opponent okay. or 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 to my 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 internal self talk to be like alright champ no one's done a good horror film no one's done a good cannibal film
0: that's what i mean right so i don't i don't mean to get like pseudo therapy on here but the the person you're confronting here is your potential lack of delivering, right? Like so, so yes. it is you. You are calling yeah. yourself champ, which after you calling yourself delicious might be the most peach thing you've ever done in your life.
1: <laughs> yes, it's the agony and the ecstasy with me, isn't it? Like <laughs> there's no middle ground. So, I gave myself a prod. All right, champ. I I started off with flinging you a few titles, shag, yep. and and I think the I think the title I had in mind was something like the critic the provador. So, you know, the collector style, like I think coming hot out of the collector, I was like, are we going to name the baddie? Mm. And then I sort of thought if we were going to take a lighter tone, we might call it charcuterie or salumi or some sort of riff on, you know, cured meat products. But essentially what we've got is um, we've got a provador, which is to say someone who uh, has a farm of pigs that are super sustainable biodynamic and you know someone who's got their agriculture degree and agriculture masters cares a lot about the soil cares a lot about the health of the planet cares a lot about the welfare of the animals uh, and also kills and processes the animals on site so this is a person who's very in touch with um meat production very in touch with the contemporary food marketplace and really wants to do their bit to help the planet with the way food is produced and so there are a lot of good opportunities i think for Sort of jump scares for brutal editing with things like meat grinders, things like cleavers going into pig heads, things like good, healthy foreshadowing in the first two or three minutes of the film when we're just getting acquainted with our um, with our protagonist. And look, I just have in mind um, a woman because I feel like one productive thing to do is to say if you don't have a gender for your character, let's just make it female. And if there's a reason for a non-binary character or a male character, we can do that. So. Look, I hope that's not an offensive or problematic thing to do, but that's what I have in mind for the moment. So we have a reasonably successful Provador who's very big on this sustainability. Um, She uh, begins processing roadkill and that sort of thing, begins processing pest animals and that sort of thing, and and really sort of coming to grips with um, trying to have a low impact on the earth and trying to be as sustainable as she can. Uh, And, you know, there is some event that happens to focus her thinking on humanity being a pest, and so essentially the sharpness of the film I have is her setting up a very like Instagram friendly, um, you know, Airbnb very sexy like farm stay where essentially it's the farm stay from hell uh, because you're coming to the farm stay and um, you know there are a number of different scenarios. One of them is you might get murdered straight away, then hung up and bled out and salt is your only seasoning and i don't know if there's a grim dark comedy of that being sold to restaurants and it's the best salumi ever or if we go more cold-hearted and you know hostel style and it'll all be about the torture and then she's like yeah that was all right but what if i get a vegetarian but force them to eat um, a whole lot of organs and they're eating a lot of sweetbreads how's, how's that going to affect the meat yeah that'll be interesting Then there's like an angle of like human fagua, We might be force feeding someone. We might be torturing someone, even human centipede style, like slicing up their face so we can force in a tube to just fill their stomach full of maybe whiskey or something like that. And someone's doing whiskey and someone's doing beer and someone's doing vodka. Someone's like, uh, so it's a sort of a tinkery providor who's like, who's all about, I need like humans are scum, I need to under you. You know, I need to sort of cleanse the world of two thirds of humanity. The best way to do that is to get humans excited about eating humans, and I'm doing my bit for the planet. It's sort of my thought process.
0: Peach, can you hear this? Yes. So that's a knock on the door. I'm one of the executive producers at Spooko Studios. I've walked past the office. I've heard your pitch. I'm excited. I am. Oh. I am excited about this. And I think one of the reasons I'm excited about this is the fact that after 100 episodes, you've gone from never watching a horror film, being afraid of blood, to not only thinking up your own horror films through Spooko Studios, but thinking up like hyper woke message laden gory torture films and even thinking about the specific torture without flinching. It's crazy how much, number one, we've desensitized you, but number two, (laughs) we brought you into the fold, which is exciting. So I reckon there's two ways in for this film. Mm. So either you do call it like charcuterie or whatever. And Mm. from kind of the beginning, you know what's happening. And it's about Mm. those grisly torture scenes, which aren't really torture scenes. We're just showing what happens to animals, to people. You know, so, oh, do you yes, know what I mean? Yes, yes, So there's that, or it's a big reveal at the end where there's, there's maybe a serial killer running around this gentrified farm, but at the end, it turns out, no, like the lovely Instagrammable, you know, lady running it who's an influencer yeah. is actually... Oh, my favourite part of this, my favourite part of this, because I don't yeah. think it's ever really been touched on in any cannibal films, is the idea of feeding humans different things so they taste different. There's something so macably satirical about that. I bloody love it. I think Spooko Studios, we wanna green light it. Can't pay you much. We don't, <laughs> we don't we don't have huge budgets at the moment. Yeah. But this will be good on your C V.
1: So any any film financiers listening, like, I think we've done our bit now. So if everyone else can can just get to work.
0: But also don't steal our idea. But don't. Yeah, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it'll be good fun. Like, it'll be good fun. Because, like, uh, the problem I think we're solving with charcuterie, if we're going to call it that, is why would it be good to be a cannibal? And I feel like that's never really addressed. Like, what is it about eating people you like? And it's like, well, you know, if it's someone who likes food and is interested in the taste of things, well, that 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 could be an interesting in charcuterie. You heard it here first. Like
0: I've always had, like, and I know this this potentially, like, I don't I don't want, you know, and and hopefully it won't be for a while. But yeah. I've always thought when I die, my body becomes just a bit of a waste of space. So I'm happy for mm. it to become, you know. Something to be experimented on. And yep. potentially I'm happy for it to be something to be eaten by people. But at the same time, I understand that my life is not just my life. It belongs to my family. So I don't want to just do something because I want to do it and people around me. But I don't necessarily see the harm in people who are willing to leave their dead bodies the diet of non-cannibal causes to mm. become fodder for cannibal. I, like, And maybe that's controversial. I don't know. Maybe it
1: is. You could donate your body to those... Um, data gathering, taste test type organizations that you and I used to go to after school where they'd test new potato chip flavors and new ice cream like flavors. Like,
0: imagine, on. like, the new the new foodie trend, because this is a foodie trend, mm. right? The new yep. trend would begin with, once Old you die, people. no, 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 but once you die, which chef do you donate your... <laughs> you know what? So you've got to get your will, but also, like, cool chefs change year on year. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't want to get the wrong chef, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want and to get a chef to... on
0: his slide or or their slide. Sorry, that was very patriarchal of me. You don't want to get a chef on their slide.
1: That'd be so good. In like 2016, you're like Jock, Jocks on Frio or whatever his name <laughs> is. He's gonna do it, and I'm like, mm, uh, no, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> so, Shag, I, I think Spooko Studios is back. I feel like Terra was a bit of a. It was a bit of a half step, mm-hmm. maybe slightly misstepper. Uh, i create a necessary stepping stone yeah. to get to charcuterie, which I feel is a reasonable idea and I'm feeling optimistic about.
0: Well, for research for charcuterie, let's mm. go back to a point we made in last week's episode, episode 100. Mm. Go listen to it if you haven't already. Yeah. That horror is one of the few genres where you can think of a cause, like you can essentially think of a cause that you want to support or a metaphor yes. for something and the metaphor immediately becomes the film. So, in this case, today's film starts with the simple question, what if we treated humans the same way we treated production animals? In a film from 2018 called The Farm*.
1: Wouldn't it be much nicer to stay at home?
0: Yes, it would. I'm tired and I don't want to get us into an accident, Okay?
1: No, I know. I've seen the trailer. I was initially a bit worried. I was like, "Is this my idea?" And I'm like, "This is more like pre-charcuterie cannibalism." These, like, it's like no one's ever eaten meat. Who makes these movies? <laughs> like, why? Like, why are you making a cannibal movie if you've never eaten meat and you don't understand what meat's about? Yeah, Shag, we are, I'm ready to go fucking to whatever is lock, stock, and two fuck off barrels to the farm. You don't know what cannibal filmmaking is about. And just to prove I'm serious, Shag, I'm having a beer here. But to prove that I've changed, it's a zero alcohol beer. So this is one of these, one of these heaps normal beers. Oh, I'm so, so what's up.
0: And it's literally called heaps normal.
1: Yeah, I'm about it. Cheers. Delicious.
0: All right. So this is a film from 2018. Like I said before, it's based on the premise that yeah. what if we treated humans like we did production animals? Yeah. Um,
1: and, I, and, I, and I get it. Like the brainstorm is how can we get people to show some empathy for these production animals? I know we'll make them humans. And it's like, well, congratulations, where's your Instagram-friendly farms day? And the answer is, fucking, you don't have one. Have you seen my film, Charcuterie, coming out
0: 2023? 2023? That's exciting. Yeah,
1: We've got to release let's...
0: that already. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So this is one of those films that has been haunting me for a while. And let me explain. So mm. the true haunting that comes in the digital age is mm. the content that algorithms decide you need to see or listen to that you never see or listen to. So it's always there in your recommendations. So like literally every time. So I think this is, this is available on prime here in Australia. Every time I open prime, the one of the first films, that's like, (laughs) Hey, Shag, you should really watch the farm. I reckon you'd be into it. I've read the Wikipedia synopsis. I've watched the kill count videos. I've read many things. I'm, I'm like, I don't want to see it.
1: It looks super shit. In fairness. I was like, you suck. This looks really boring.
0: Well, I mean, to your point, uh, Becca has a review on Letterboxd that's half a star. And <laughs> Becca says, Imagine making a movie about cannibals this dull. Despite the Letterboxd description, it isn't even made clear this is done in Revenge of the main characters eating meat. The torture just sort of happens. A good 60% of this movie is just people in animal masks walking <laughs> around a farm. <laughs> Which is pretty funny, right? But I think the key here, based on you know what Becca just said is to your point where this feels like a film about punishing people for eating meat made by Uh, vegans. So mm. it's hard to make a film that satirizes and, I guess, makes a point about eating meat if you don't quite understand the meat production journey well enough.
1: Yep, 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 yep. And production animals, especially poorly treated production animals aren't poorly treated because they're in rusty, shitty, old, dirty farmhouses, (laughs) but they're poorly treated because they're in, like, highly industrialised, fucking highly sterilised clinical environs um, that, you know, you want to make sure no speck of bacteria gets into. So you're not scared of, like, a rough and ready old farm. You're scared of fucking white coats, hair nets, and, you know, gleaming fluorescent lights.
0: such a good point you know what I love about this is Mm. I think this is a fun film to do and it means I'm exercising it from my life now by doing this I'm like I'm just going to be like I don't need to see it it's done like I can just settle on the fact that I can move past this film but I also love that we're already hypothetically comparing it Two charcuterie, uh, release date 2023. For
1: Christmas, for Christmas. It'll be like a Christmas 2023. (laughs) It'll be a Christmas film. December 17, 2023.
0: (laughs) Realistic deadlines. That's a good part of setting goals.
1: All
0: right. So a Los Angeles couple, Nora and Alec, find themselves lost while driving through the countryside. They come across a way station and pull over. However, they find it closed. Nora, wanting to
1: go to... Fuck, like, the smartphones, like, it's just so annoying. It's so annoying. Just pull out your smartphone, mm-hmm. you fucking... And it. this was made
0: yeah. in, like, 2018. So, well, 2017. Yeah. But still, we were, what, iPhone 8, iPhone 9 at that point? Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, the last street directory had left your, life, left your car <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> you know?
0: So, Nora, wanting to find a bathroom, goes to check the back and finds the remains of a camp where there's a discarded wallet and cell phone. Tossing the items aside, which is a weird thing to do if you find a cell phone and a wallet.
1: But the cell phone? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: She relieves herself only a couple of feet from where we see, but she doesn't see, a human skull as seen hidden in the tall grass. Back in the car, Nora talks to Alec about the abandoned camp behind the way station, noting the things that were left behind that weirdly she didn't bring with them. Alec isn't too worried about the discovery, as he is more concerned that the car is running low on gas.
1: But again, you made this point like eighty episodes ago. Like y- your car will never be running low on petrol because you're a gr- you're an adult.
0: Yeah, you're an adult. Cars basically tell you the tank's empty when it has like thirty litres of petrol left. Yet yeah, anyway, yeah. like they, they basically like reverse psychology you. Everything about car design now is to stop you from running out of petrol. If you run out of petrol, uh, like I don't <laughs> yes, know, I don't I know what to tell you. you. Maybe you deserve <laughs> to die on <and> the farm. Maybe. <laughs>
1: But, again, this is this is where charcuterie is such a triumph mm. uh, when compared to the uh, balance of the cannibal films that we've covered. Um, we don't have to manufacture a perversely unlikely scenario. We have our chief charcuterie, mm. uh, or our, whatever you pronounce, a charcuterie person, mm. our farmer, who's already motivated to be like, hmm, humans, hey? That's, yeah, no, I'm not particularly sure what role they're going to play in the future. Mm. Like... You need, like, logical steps. Shag, as a very successful filmmaker, now that, now that we've decided charcuterie, now that I've decided, and I hope you agree, that it's going to be a fabulous success, um, I feel equipped to talk down to filmmakers like this and say, fucking go back to the drawing board and give us reasons why these things would happen.
0: So they then find a diner along the way and they mm. enter for a meal. Alec notices that a male patron is staring at them and the two decide to leave. Just as Nora goes to the door, the man tells her she is not safe here. Nora shrugs off the warning, and the couple leave the diner. Alec is concerned about the man, but Nora thinks he was just a weirdo. Again, like if you are lost in the country, freaking out out of petrol, and somebody comes up to you and tells you you're not safe here, there is no way you would be like, oh, what a just another weirdo. Oh
1: well. But I love that there's a diner, but no petrol station.
0: (laughs) All right. But no, no, but then they find one, right? So stopping at a gas station to fill the car, Alec asks the cashier for a place to lodge. And is directed to some rental cabins up the road.
1: Why? Why were they driving in the? Where the fuck were they going? Petrol station guy. Where's the nearest hotel? Also,
0: could you could you honestly, honestly, in 2021, imagine going to a petrol station, paying for the petrol, and being like, "Hey, do you know a good place to stay?" They'd be like, "Who the fuck?" What are you talking about?
1: Check your phone,
0: idiot. Like, like airbnb.com? I don't know. Like, why would they know? Oh, God. None of these tropes work anymore. They don't work.
1: Yeah, you got yeah, You, you yeah.
0: can't be like, oh, running out of gas in the country. Yeah, and you also can't be like, we're lost in the country. You know, like America is probably one of the more built-up countries in the world. You're yeah. never that far from anybody else. My God, you're never anywhere away from you know cell phone signal. This is ridiculous. There's no excuse yeah. for getting lost.
1: Exactly, and so if you end up on the farm, then fucking like you goofed. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Now, finding a rustic cabin after getting directed to some rental cabins up there.
1: Sorry, just to dunk heavier on the farm again. (laughs) Our film, Charcuterie, leans into there being phones. Yeah. is like, yeah, this is a world of phones. Mm, mm. You are like you were served some Instagram ads about this farmstay. Like we are in the contemporary world right here.
0: Now, Nora is creeped out by the place and initially thinks it's empty. They're shocked by the appearance of the crooked-faced landlord. I don't know if you're allowed to say crooked-faced landlord.
1: Ooh. I don't know what
0: that means. Is that someone
1: suffering from Bell's palsy, I feel. Mm. And I feel like that's a fucking unfortunate way to describe it.
0: Yeah. So the landlord kindly greets them and hearing that they are looking for a room, guides them to a cabin. He and Alec enter into a conversation, though Nora finds the man disturbing and cuts the dialogue short. Alec is put off by Nora's divisiveness towards their host, yet his companion feels something is off about him. Unbeknownst to the couple, the top bunk bed of the room is blood-stained.
1: Why are we gaslighting the girlfriend so not so much? Yeah, like I she's like, oh, I, I don't know this guy in the diner. He's like, oh, it's just a fucking guy in a diner. Like, <laughs> the diner. <girl>. Ju- it's <laughs> just a blood spain, spain yeah. bunk bed. <laughs> oh, like we're finally on our holiday? Question mark. Mm. And I finally found us a place to stay for our romantic getaway weekend or something like what, what even are they doing
0: they're lost in the country somehow they're just a couple from LA got lost in the country looking for a rustic cabin to stay
1: in but i couldn't sleep if i didn't know where i was i'd be just too filled with anxiety mm. of like well we're fucking driving till we hit a highway yeah. my dudes or we'll sleep in the car yeah like, totally
0: totally you're like one of us sleeps the other one drives we swap around yep done and yep. done at night Oh, hang
1: on. Yes. We can ask some people at the next service station whether <laughs> to, they know any, any more
0: hotels. Yes. <laughs> at night, the pair go to bed. As they fall asleep, a man wearing a sheep mask has been hiding beneath the frame. Climbing from beneath the bed, the masked man looms over the couple menacingly. The next morning, Nora awakens to find herself in a wire dog cage. Panicking, she attempts to free herself and call for Alec a goat-masked man appears and thumps her cage to be silent before disappearing. Taking the chance, Nora spots a rock outside her cage. With difficulty, she manages to squeeze her hand through the mesh, grab the rock, and attempts to use it to bash the lock off her cage. The goat man returns with a man wearing a cow mask who proceeds to pour a canister
1: over her head.
0: Now, remember, I haven't seen this film, so I don't know what a lot of this is What this is doing. But I imagine this isn't a big part of farming. Like,
1: like abusing the animals. Yeah. Like again, back to my point before, like with pigs, and I presume um pork is the closest meat to humans, um and I think that's probably a fair presumption, Shake, that it makes sense in your head, it yeah, makes I'm sense in you, my head. That sounds right to me. there's something called boar taint, where if you panic the animal before it dies, it is a less valuable, less delicious product. So the idea of like torturing a pig and going, you're an idiot it gives you a worse product which is worth less in the marketplace and you're not getting any repeat business and you're not going to enjoy your meal. And so what you want to do is be like, oh, human captive, don't worry. Everything's fine. Oh, look over there. Good junk. How much scarier
0: would that be? Oh, my gosh. Instead of being in like a sore torture chamber. But anyway, okay.
1: This is where our protagonist is going to like stroke their hair and be like, I made you another delicious meal. Eat up.
0: (laughs) Okay, now this gets a bit gross. I'm really sorry that this exists, but... Nora soon awakens in a barn, strapped to a chair with her legs parted. A rabbit-masked vent comes and proceeds to forcibly inseminate her. Which, I guess, is something that happens to animals? Cows, maybe? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, it happens to horses.
0: Back in her cage, Nora is pulled on a cart and sees another masked man and women doing various chores. She even spots one butchering a male corpse. And again, I'm imagining when they say butchering... It's someone being like, and like chopping roughly and not actively considering it.
1: You you would skin the corpse almost for, well, depending on what part, sorry, you wouldn't necessarily skin it, but you'd hang it for like four weeks, six weeks in a freezer or a fucking fridge. You wouldn't just like be like, it's the kill floor.
0: Well, no, that's a really good point. A big part of, you know, the video game Red Dead Redemption, which Mm. is essentially a cowboy simulator, a big part of that is being like, okay, well, if you lived as a cowboy, you know, in your range life, part of that would be Mm. hunting. And when you're hunting, not for like a big group, but for yourself and, you know, bringing it back to a campfire, the very first thing you have to do is skin the animal. Yeah. Like that is the very first thing you do.
1: And you wouldn't necessarily do that with humans. You like you you know what pork crackling's about like yep. you, you know like there are roasting joints but
0: this is a really full on episode man like yeah I, I think I I may go back and give like a little bit of an extra content warning here but yeah my God all right okay so okay so Alex yeah. Alec awakens and finds himself in a cage as well stripped of his clothes and gagged he is not alone together in a barn with other men he watches in horror as the masked men come in and begin bashing two of the captive men with a hammer from the tops of their cage. Now, I did watch the kill count, so they just come in and it's like, boop. So they put like a bit of a, a like a rope thing around their neck to hold them still and then they boop them on the head with like a big hammer and then the men... This is just
1: heads. dumb as well. This is dumb. It's pointlessly cruel. Mm. Yeah, okay.
0: Alec attempts to resist and escape through the opening but is knocked out. His unconscious body, along with the two other men, are loaded on a trolley to a slaughterhouse. It's revealed that the compound is a farming commune full of silent people wearing animal masks, which, like, I think we knew immediately. (laughs) I don't think there was much mystery.
1: It's revealed that, you know, the plot is exactly (laughs) what it appears to be.
0: The livestock being humans, men being captured and slaughtered for meat and women raised for milk. The meat, which is used to supply a catering service for weddings and the like. Ooh, okay.
1: Okay, all right.
0: The landlord, having taken an order that requires more meat, decides to use one of the dairy livestock at the dairy barn where several caged, lactating women are kept. The landlord reviews their production <clears> rates before turning his attention to a... Uh... Okay, yeah, no.
1: She was... Yeah, I'm Like I'm happy to gloss over let's, some bits. Let's this...
0: gloss over that. Okay.
1: This is just... <laughs> It's just mean-spirited. And I think it's it's just
0: clearly trying to make a point here. Like, one of the reasons, I guess, why I wanted to do this was, like, the more Mm. I read about this, the more I'm like, this film is trying to very, very clearly make a point that animal production is cruel. And to your point, I think the problem is, while that is still a valid point, but this is not representative of animal production.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, the person who owns the... um, you know, cage hen factory would be like, yeah, fuck, fuck these people, like, like, like they would also hate this. They'd be like, yeah, this farm's dumb and awful. Of course, this has nothing to do with. There's nothing to do with farming. You know, like you respect your livestock, you love them, you mm. care for them. You you like, can't punish like any yeah you
0: yeah. can't punish your livestock, but also for them to be your livestock.
1: Exactly. I just like this has nothing to say about anything.
0: So Nora discovers another captive next to her stall. A woman is being milked by a machine and asked what is going on, only to be answered that she doesn't want to know and there is no way out. The woman explains that the people who run the place spied on her and Alec at the rest stop they had passed. The woman reveals that she had been held at the farm for two years and was bred to the point where she can't get pregnant anymore and is relieved that it will soon be over. Which which, which is probably like a very clear point about animals being used and then you know that their use runs out yeah hearing another crying voice the woman explains it to be ashley another two-year-old captive yeah nora Nora tries to give support to ashley stating that they will escape ashley states that escape is impossible as they always find them
1: but you can't you can't just make something up and be like how awful is this thing (laughs) it's like you made it up like you made it up like no, like there is no one doing this. You, you have invented this, and you can't now say like, Peach join in with me and being disgusted by this." It's like, mate, like th- this is something you have created.
0: Elsewhere, one of the masked men finds Andrew in the slaughterhouse playing with a pair of decapitated heads. I don't know what. I don't know why he's playing
1: with Farmers them. Farmers don't like <laughs> don't revel in the corpses of their livestock. What What the fuck are you talking and about? And again,
0: we are not being like. Like, that is a valid point to be anti-animal production. I think it is a hugely valid point and one that I wrestle with, you know, yeah. while I eat meat. Absolutely. At the same time, this is dumb.
1: Exactly. Like, I consider myself... Like, I use the term, like, you know, vegan in training or something. Ha, ha, ha. And, you know, I like, I'd eat meat four or five times a week. So, you know, ha, ha, ha. Um, but... You know, it's not because fucking beef farmers (laughs) knock the heads of dead cattle together for shits and giggles. My God. okay. As I say, they've just invented something that doesn't exist and be like, how shit is this? And it's like, well, well done.
0: The landlord scolds Andrew for leaving his post at the gas station and to stop playing with his food. Oh my God, that is so dumb. Oh, That's that so is, dumb.
1: Oh, I hate this movie. I actually really, maybe we start with some text or maybe just even in the press for charcuterie to be like, look, part of the inspiration about this film was real fucking talk. There has not been ever a good cannibal yeah. film.
0: And there has been a good, there has been some films.
1: Yeah, yeah. Been <laughs> Sorry, I, what, what we said was that hasn't been a good one. So. <laughs>
0: Andrew is placed under the supervision of one of the farmhands and has him feed the cage men their meals. However, he accidentally tips the food pot, causing him to run in fear of punishment. So it's like a scary... I don't get this. Running to the greenhouse, he grabs oregano for the landlord in the kitchen, who happily accepts it. The pursuing farmhand comes in... What? 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 I don't know what's going on. page. I don't know what's going on. I
1: hate this movie. (laughs) Um,
0: Nora, who was like like is being bred and like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh soon watches the other woman being carved and slaughtered like meat before her eyes. As the but,
1: but what it's like carved, carved as well. Yeah. You would watch them be slaughtered and then a month later watch them be carved. Could
0: you imagine a farmer slaughtering the cattle and then carve like and then bringing in the butcher to do it in front of the other cattle. Like to just be yeah. like he hey, 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 hey. But it's like it just
1: why is everyone cruel? Like, like, I haven't explained that either. Like, yeah, we're a catering company and we're extremely mean. And it's like, well, like, we also know nothing about farming. And it's like, well, like, congratulations. Uh, uh, again, I just feel like a whisper of research, an hour of thought and reflection. This sucks.
0: As the butchers leave, Nora collapses in despair, only to be roused by sound at the door. Alec, bloody and clothed, is found to be alive. The two escape the stables, quietly attempting to avoid the farmhands making their way across the property. Nora supports an injured Alec to a truck. The truck will not start. Of course it won't start. How many times, like like real talk in your life, and I have never had a new car in my life. I've only ever (laughs) had used cars. Real talk, how many times have you been in a car that goes like...
1: Zero, zero and, and I actually think that cars can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Contemporary cars. It's like pulling out the choke from like a rope, from like a Looney Tunes cartoon or something. Like it just doesn't happen.
0: Coming to a church, the two rest and notice... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Now, now we're bringing
1: like, Isn't this an abandoned area with no phone reception? I the, well, I'm sorry, but church. the
0: two rest and notice the face uh, faces of Jesus and his followers... Replaced with the faces of farm animals. I don't know what that even what that symbolism even means. <laughs> um, a cow masked man enters the church, briefly praying at the pew. The couple attempts to sneak I've out. I've
1: actually never seen you as disappointed, and uh, like I'm not sure in 101 episodes you've ever disliked a film as much as you dislike I, this. I
0: mean, I skimmed over this thinking, okay, <laughs>
1: I missed that bit in the middle. I'm so sorry.
0: Look, if you do want to read up and find out what happens, like, be warned, it's awful.
1: You hate this movie, Shag. I'm, I'm loving it. It's so confusing.
0: Cause, okay, so now they're in a church. They try to sneak out, but they're discovered. Nora flees with Alex and is pursued by the cowman who rings a bell, alerting the rest of the farm. <laughs> Running, Alex, Alex is caught in a bear trap. Nora tries to free him, but seeing the approaching farmhand, she is left with no choice but to abandon him.
1: At, <laughs> oh, shit. at
0: the mercy of his captors, Alex's head is crushed with a rock. What? Farmers? Like, what? Like- He's trapped. This has nothing to do with farming. And he's trapped. Like wasn't he going to be food? Like I don't get it. Like uh, his leg's gone, but like like I don't get. And literally one of the farmhands was playing with heads before and the landlord was like don't play with your food. So they use the heads in the cooking. Uh, None of that God. makes sense. Yeah, okay, all right. So anyway, she for some reason she's in the main barn now even though she's running away from people. Isn't she trying to escape? Yeah, I don't know. We we Peter almost there, okay? Ugh. Nora hides behind a wall Just as Andrew and the landlord come in One of the male captives I've
1: definitely forgotten who Andrew is Sorry Alec was the boyfriend Who's had his head bashed in Yeah
0: I think Andrew Might have been the guy At the At the Servo, servo who was like you're, you're not safe here Yeah okay One of the male captives Sees her And silently attempts to tell her to hide Nora quickly rushes to his cage And begs to know how to get off the farm The man with great hesitation Tells her about a bus The farmhands use To transport their catch And the location of the keys. I don't know how your, your farm animal people would know that, but cool. Nora makes her way to a lot where several cars are parked. One of the masked people has their back turned to her. And she takes the opportunity to bash their head with a hammer. Three masked people spot and rush after her. Nora gets in one of the cars and starts it, driving through the fence only for it to shortly run out of gas... Mm. she's chased through the ground eventually Fuck, makes... this
1: is like so lazy as well yeah. eventually so making I'll her give way give some hope and then, uh...
0: yeah. eventually making her way back to the stables where she frees Ashley the two women make their way to the bus only for it to have no keys so we've had doesn't start mm. out of gas, no keys Nora goes to the house where the male prisoner stated it was and enters through the window going back to the car Nora and Ashley board the vehicle the former tries to start the bus. However, the women turn to the back of the bus, which is now filled with the masked people who have been waiting for them. Now, Peach, what? we end on an image and I'm going to put that image in the chat with you, okay?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because this is this is the image where they're like, we are trying to make a fucking point here. So now I just want to give you permission. Like it's a little bit of a gruesome image. So I'm sorry. Yeah, is that yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I consent, Okay, thanks.
0: Okay, um, have a look at this image I've just posted in the chat. And it's essentially a still image. This is the final shot of the farm from 2018.
1: It's quite big. This is this going to fill up my whole screen and I'm going to freak out a bit? Uh,
0: it's going to give you heaps of viruses. Heaps of vegan <laughs> viruses.
1: I, th- <laughs> I thought apples couldn't get viruses. Someone told me that once like 15 years ago and I'm like, great. <laughs> 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 I guess i will <they'll> use Apple. <laughs> Let's uh, say, uh, what?
0: So to augment what Peach <laughs> is saying, later the masked people from the farm are seen gathered at the table in a sort of Last Supper-esque tableau, all wearing their masks. Yep. Where two main dishes are presented: Nora and Ashley, prepared like roast pigs with apples in their mouth.
1: But their hair, they haven't burnt off their (laughs) hair. Like, are they just going to eat them? Like, what's going on? They eat them raw. They look raw. (laughs) Like, what's even going on? And why, like, why wouldn't they have butchered? Like, didn't they show butchery? This is their whole body's just, like, folded up, meant to look like the roast pig with the the suckling pig with the apple in the mouth. Uh, Which they clearly haven't done. Uh, uh, uh. I just feel like laziness is the easiest trait to overcome. Like, all, literally all it takes is a little bit of effort. Shag, like, charcuterie is going to dominate. I feel like Raw was pretty good, so maybe we can't sound off on all cannibal movies. But I think in, like, doing press for it, we could be like, have you seen The Farm? It, it sucks.
0: Could you imagine? Like, I mean, that would be how we would do press because you were all yeah. about confrontation. You yeah, would yeah. find the director and the people behind this film and you'd be like guys what up this film sucks. Here's the film you wanted to make but weren't yeah. talented enough to
1: make. Yeah, but well like perhaps not even that like you're more talented than us we just worked harder and actually thought about it so <laughs> fucking congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd be very happy to say. I'd be like yeah well done with um, well done with being lazy. Congrats. They're like this is a real downer like cannibalism as I say, it should be exciting. We should be scared of someone who's like, mm, eating people is delicious. You know, and be like, oh, what if the cannibal's next door and wants to kill me and eat me? I don't know. It's just, it's just a complete failure. And it does really give me some dangerous, dangerous unfounded confidence <laughs> about charcuterie. <laughs> I,
0: and I just want to end on one point that I haven't even mm. thought of getting to the end of this. It's a mm. working farm in the middle of nowhere, Mm. farming is hard work. Mm. Why, besides the obvious symbolism, are they all constantly wearing masks?
1: masks? Yep.
0: What does that mean? What does that do? For anybody? For who?
1: Maybe that's the fucking theme of the (laughs) catering business that they don't mention at all again. (laughs) And at the end, they're going to eat the meal (laughs) while wearing their masks? (laughs) It's just so pathetically underthought. Shag, we're going to really change the game.
0: I love that neither of us want to quite finish this episode because it's just such a fucking downer of
1: a film. I'm sort of like meandering along hoping that one of us will just stumble upon a nice little zingy (laughs) spicy point to round things out instead of things like dribbling off to a damp squib of the farm Ah. look um, apparently what what people do when they want to challenge each other on the internet is challenge them to a boxing match so so I'd be be happy enough to box the directors of this I haven't really boxed properly ever but I've you know I've thrown fists a few times and I think I'm, I'm happy to make that as an open challenge I mean. <sighs> boo uh, this was recorded at FBI studios please like subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can and Resh's what's up